Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. That book is going to be out in January 2019, but I didn't want to wait until that time to start talking to superheroes of love. And guess what? Here's the news. You are a superhero of love. And through talking to other superheroes like yourself, tapping into that little superhero inside of you, I'm hoping that you and I and all of us start feeling more and more like superheroes of love, meaning that we love and are loved more than ever before. So welcome. Let's get this party started. Welcome, superheroes. We are here with a very beautiful, appropriately named Linda Joy, who is pure joy. Welcome, Linda Joy. Linda Joy is, I've decided to name you the uh, queen of the inspiration kingdom because everything you do is all about inspiring women. So Linda is a former welfare mom high school dropout, and queen of self-sabotage. These are her, her monikers. <laughs> and she said she knows firsthand the journey of healing, forgiveness, and transformation and the importance of embracing your dreams in your heart. And she has taken that to create literally an inspiration kingdom. She had, you may know, Aspire Magazine, Inspired Living Publishing, Inspired Conversations, her radio show, which I'm going to be on soon, Inspired Living Secrets Summit Series, and then Inspired Living University. And she also has a sacred community and curriculum for women. The bottom line is she is a stand for women's empowerment and wisdom coming through them in, at in full force. You can find more about her at Inspired Living University and also lynda-joy.com. You can kind of fall into the world of Linda Joy. And I have to say to you, oh my gosh, when you go, when I go into your website, I'm always like, oh my, like literally every, every part of life is handled by your website so that when you walk into your website, whatever you need is waiting for you. So I just want to acknowledge you for all of that and a full on welcome Linda Joy to Superhero of Love podcast. Well, I was so excited when you invited me. I'm like, come on, superhero of love. I have to say yes. And you know, I love your energy, your message and Happy to support you in getting your work out there. You, oh my gosh, speaking of getting my work out there, you named me um, one of the top 10 inspiring books of February 2019. My book came out in January of 2019. And so I forever thank you for that. And also, and we have so many mutual friends in common. So it was just like, it was meant to, we were meant to eventually meet. But Carol Woodliff, our great shaman shaman and actress and writer friend who has many books out herself, Carol Woodliff, um, introduced us actually formally. Thank you, Carol Woodliff. Shout out to Carol, who's also- oh, she's, she's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. <laughs> she is. And I was reading her articles on, 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 your, on Aspire as well. And then I just interviewed, I just saw that for this month, for September 2019, you have one of your top 10 inspiring books is Loving Out Loud. And I just interviewed Robin Spicer last week. Her publisher reached out to me. She's going to be in the October, November issue coming out shortly. Yay. Uh, it, this is what it's about, isn't it? It's for me, it's about spreading a message of love, 
joy, self-empowerment, feminine wisdom. And when I see someone like surprising you with the top 10, when I see someone out in the world spreading a message that inspires women to live from the inside out, I love being able to surprise them with little things or invitation to the show. It fills my heart up, right? And we just keep the ripple effect going. Speaking of the ripple effect, I'm just going to jump into, I was going to ask you about this later, but because you just said ripple effect, I can't think of you now without thinking of you on your little lake that you live on right now. So, oh, yeah. and t- so tell people, because this is a really cool, inspiring story as well. The story of what you're, the transformation, the living transformation that you're going through right now. Uh, my honey's a builder and we built our dream home 19 years ago on this water. Um, it's uh, called Loon Pond. It's half mile into the woods there's only seven of us year round it's heaven it's gorgeous spring fed crystal clear but as the family went on we knew we didn't need a five bedroom three bath home so we put our dream house on the market last october and part of the purging of that so a lot of people would say oh yeah so she sold the house what's the big deal well when you're purging 18 years of stuff you got to do a lot of deep inner work and i started to go and why did why would I keep this in a box for 18 years? How much value could it have? So I started looking at things and questioning, right? So I started saying, I am going to be intentional in this purging. Whoa, did I purge, right? But it also led me to question lots of other things in my life about where else can I be more intentional? So I started restructuring my business. My mastermind people and friends are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, follow my heart, my friend. Wow. So the funny part is, so many synchronicities in selling that home. It's a very unique home because you have to drive down a dirt road. So not everyone, you know, with their cars want to drive down, but we knew the right ones would come. I'll keep this part of the story short, but five nuns bought our house. Cash. Um, five nuns who are the most beautiful women. They become dear friends. They're all young nuns. They're part of a beautiful community. They, um, they just fell in love. They knew our home. They have a retreat center here on the pond. And they, when they ever saw that it went up for sale, they're like, oh my God, we just love the energy. So my former office where I held lots of sacred conversations, sacred healing work with clients has become their um, spiritual altar room for in their home. They have a retreat center. So they said, there's something about this room. And so I giggled, right? And I said, well, that used to be where I did all my own spiritual work. And it was my office with a lot of spiritual work with clients. So the part that you're talking about is we actually owned a second home on the pond, which was a 400, which is a 400 square foot tiny cottage. I'm in it right now. My arms can almost touch the other walls. (laughs) And it's, um, my honey has had this home. It's been in the family for 60 years. He's owned it for about 35. So we said, you know what? We're just going to move in here. We're building. So then we're building our intentional home. So we went from 3,000 square feet to 400 square feet while we build our 1,600 square feet, which is what you're talking about. And that's on Facebook, um, not Instagram. Sorry about that. Oh, Facebook. And, so sorry. Okay, oh, no, that's time. okay. And the, the, everyone's asking me, why did you call it an intentional home? Because I use hashtag intentional home. This is hashtag tiny cottage. And I said, because Dana and I realized we spent decades, I'm 50, 70, 67, collecting things. And don't get me wrong, we've traveled, we've had beautiful family memories. But with this house, everything is so intentional. Everything that comes into it will be intentional. Um, We chose to be mortgage-free, so we said we are committing that 
we are only building this house with the proceeds from the other, no more than that. So everything is intentional. Little did I know that this journey would create such a, a deep yearning inside me to do everything more intentional, my business, etc. Wow. And um, so we move in in seven weeks, end of November 2019, for those who are listening. And you've witnessed the journey in the pictures. But more than the house journey, it's been a real inner journey, which led me to finally, after seven years, birth Inspired Living University. Wow. You know, I've had that URL in the, the plan in my heart for seven years. The page was up. <laughs> okay, tell us what it is. Oh, my God. Now is the time, and we just opened uh, the first round to students, and we have 28 women on the faculty right now. We have a waiting list of more trying to join the faculty, and we just had our grand opening, and my heart is full, but it all began. I started following the path of intentional living, and my version of it, we all have our own, right? And you think you're connecting with the energy of what I share on Facebook. Yes, I'm showing the pictures of the home, but you can also feel the message I'm trying to impart is we can all live more intentionally doing everything that we do. It yeah. doesn't mean you have to sell your home and, and, and make these live in a 400 square foot tiny cottage. The, the beautiful thing I want to say about this, I'm often asked, Linda, how the heck did you go from 3000 square feet to 400? I said very easily. One, what matters to me is who I'm with. Mm. and Dana and I, we've been together. He's amazing for 25 years. So that was one. And two, I realized in the purging process of the big house leading up to the sale, that I have everything that I need. Mm. So that's why this energy going into the new home is so, I want to say pure and uncluttered right. energy. Right. So I can't wait to just begin again from this, I don't know, expanded version of who I am and how I want to live. And it's, it, you're complete. It feels like you're complete. Like there's nothing missing. There's nothing wrong here. There's nothing else I need to be complete. You are complete. I'm just as joyful here in 400 square feet as I was in the 3,000 square feet. And as I will be in there, I realized that joy, love, happiness, inner peace doesn't come from anything that we have. Right. It comes from the essence of who we are. And I've had to do a lot of inner work, as you shared in my bio, yeah. a lot of inner work to find this place in my life. And Bridget, that's why I'm so damn passionate about using my media platform to send out content, right? Doesn't matter whether it's a book, a magazine, a radio show that inspires other women to live from the inside out. I'm not here to say what their journey should be, but I want them to know they're never alone. There's experts like you and there's people who have walked the path and gone through things Let's all tap into each other's wisdom. I'm just like the sacred placeholder, like the container, right. and I just spread the wisdom of other people. So what, what a beautiful gift I get to do, right? Oh, That's a gift for so me. So beautiful. Tell us about the university specifically. Oh, don't get me going. I'm a little passionate. So <laughs> it's, um, the vision always was I've been blessed with so many experts, and I'm talking about from um, authors to transformational life coaches. I believe, I actually believe every woman is an expert on yeah. her own life journey. And then I have this beautiful global community of women who have always been drawn to everything that I do, whether it was this teleseminars, etc. And I said, well, how can I bring them together in a sacred, safe space? And here's why I thought it was important. So many women feel alone. They feel disconnected, especially in the online world. 
right? Mm -hmm. They want to learn something new, but they're like, what do I trust? They got info getting thrown at them all the time and it's overwhelmed. And so I said, no, let me use my media platform for good. So Inspired Living University is for women only, women instructors, as well as female students. And it's a sacred community and curriculum for women. All topics on spiritual and personal development. Each instructor, depending, um, each instructor creates masterclasses and they can be anywhere from 25 to 45 minutes long, module style. And our platform is really robust. So we've got a beautiful platform. So when everyone joined last week, that's the first time we had our grand opening. Wow. And we kept the doors open for 10 days and it was magical. And they already have 15 masterclasses waiting for them in there. Plus we have calls coming up, live interactive trainings with different people, like an art class coming in October. And then we closed the doors um, to students. We won't open again till November. And the reason is I want to be able to be fully engaged in serving those who are on for this semester. Right. So about four or five times a year, we'll open the doors to new students. But right now the waiting list is growing because of those who missed joining. So the expert instructors um, who join us, they're from, from every, every walk of life you can think of, every specialty you can think of. But we have everything from mindset, um, positive psychology, um, wisdom traditions, um, personal and spiritual transformation, Um, law of attraction, conscious creation, everything that meets a woman where she is, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a nominal tuition fee and it's a a small monthly fee to be part of the university and the campus, but it's been magical already. And so we're, we're thrilled. Wow. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you. That is, and it is, it's overwhelming out there. And even when I get advice from people that I trust and love, I then, the next time I see another piece of advice, I think, oh, should, what should I trust? I still am, it's the most ridiculous because we are on overload right now. One of the things we talk about um, is learning to trust your own gut because, and dropping down in your body because it's almost like chasing shiny squirrels, right? (laughs) I used to to do it like, because I'm a creative and now I ground my creativity in my businesses for the last 10 years. I had to stop the chasing the shiny squirrel and go, what's true for me? Yeah. So not everyone would make the house decisions we did. We had a beautiful home um, and we, we absolutely loved it. But we said, what are we doing? We don't need something this big anymore. Right. right. So I'm blessed with two grandchildren, a 19-year-old and a seven-year-old. So they both got to experience that beautiful home and the water. And we're still here. Right. We're still here on the pond, except the sunrises that i've been sharing from the tiny cottage yeah everyone loves yes our view will go into this side of the pond so our view is going to be different so i think i'm going to get pot sunset so I, I can't wait to see the new pictures wow wow i can't wait either um you talked about bringing intentionality into your business and i would love for you to share tips for all of us whatever our business is to bring intentionality into it well, I, I guess to explain it, I have to go back about nine years. Um, so 2009, Aspire was a print mag. We were actually um, throughout southern New England. And yoga festivals and different events across the country would want the print issues out there. And I was also producing inspirational women's event. Two to 300 women would come for two and a half days of 40 speakers. All, everything I'm doing now, I did live. Right. And I'm thinking of doing it again, wink, wink, in 2020. So, Yay. But what happened is one day I woke up, Dark Night of the Soul, September 2000. Is it funny that we're talking September? Labor Day weekend, 
2009 and I was about to walk away from Aspire, my baby, the, 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 the essence of what was birthed through me because I was trying to exist in the marketing world, in the publishing world. And I, I was, I had no experience in anything that I was doing. So I felt like a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was co- competition, cutthroat, etc. And I'm like, Ooh, that doesn't feel good. So I would come as me, which is love. And, um, and I was trying to fit in to a paradigm that didn't work and almost destroyed me because I, like you, like you searching and you said, mm-hmm. different things, I kept going, I can't do business this way. It's mm-hmm. not me. Right. So that weekend, Labor Day, and I've spoke about this for many, many times. I had a list of all the app print advertisers and was going to call and say, I'm done. I'm, I'm going. And, you know, when we have a temper tantrum with the divine, well, I did. I'm like, you told me to start this magazine and now I'm going to let it go. And this is your fault. And, you know, temper tantrum, two-year-old, I did it out on the patio. And suddenly I heard, and I just hear, you know, talking about inside myself. Are you mm-hmm. done yet? Say that one more time. Repeat it. Are you done yet? Like with your temper tantrum? Oh, my God. That's because great. what would it look like? if you were to keep aspiring. And here is a message for everyone, whether you're in business or not. Sometimes we are so freaking caught up in what is, we forget what could be. And that's what happened to me. That's why I began to spiral and give up. In that moment, a spark came and, um, a spark came and passion was reignited. I'm like, well, well, if I'm going to keep it, then it's going to be done my way. I'm not going to fit into you know, what this is. And so I wrote down five principles that I never meant to share. They were going to be my spiritual guideposts. They, within four years, they became the foundational elements of all my companies. And it's, if I couldn't have these five things, then I wasn't going to move forward. So it was relationships, relationships over sales, Mm -hmm. service, intention, collaboration, and authenticity. Mm. now see those aren't business principles right those are what i've discovered life principles they're inner peace principles actually so i i was reignited with passion again um made the decision i was leaving print because i kept hearing for a year that i should be virtual so i could reach more with the message because i had stagnated in how far i could go print wise because it was expensive and it was free i was printing fifteen thousand issues every eight weeks free. So imagine the investment. Wow. So I didn't have any technology experience. I just knew these principles. Every, if, if every decision I made was aligned with the five principles, I took the next step forward. That was September. I kept following my heart. November, end of November, first digital flip page issue of Aspire came out with Marielle Hemingway on the cover. We launched a mission to inspire women campaign and 10,000 subscribers within 90 days. That's when Hay House and others reached out going, where the heck did you come from? So like I've been at Louise Hay's private book signing and over the years and been blessed to partner with a lot of publishers, including Hay House and others. And that started my journey. And a month after that happened, so 90 days later, 10,000 subscribers, but not just subscribers, women who were saying, Yes, this is what I need. I need a magazine that speaks to me, not at me. No 20 ways to reduce cellulite. This is 
soul shit, right? This is about the essence of who you are, what you struggle with, whether it's um, spiritually, emotionally, family, it, it doesn't matter, but it's speaking to you. And then a friend, a national book coach, um, teaches at Harvard actually, said you need, she used to write for Aspire way back, uh. and she said you need to start a book publishing company. And I'm like, what do I know about book publishing? She said, what did you know about magazine publishing? And look it. Right. And now we've had 13 bestsellers of published 240 women because I have, I have something called sacred anthologies and we use authentic storytelling model, mm. which is very unique. Um, and all of the women who have published with me are all spiritual, heart-centered entrepreneurs, life coaches, therapists, psychologists who want to increase their visibility mm. so they can serve more people. So it's this beautiful cycle. And then the radio show came and the summits. Um, I think Inspire Living Secrets is eight years or eight seasons old now. And then the radio show is three years old. But it all came from that moment of knowing that I need to live by those principles. So looking back to go back to your question is, I believe that's the moment I started knowing I wanted to live with intention. I didn't name it that back then, mm -hmm. but those, um, uh, those principles I never meant to share, but more and more women entrepreneurs, most of them that are my clients said, you always seem to be so in love with your business and connected. I said, because every decision goes through a filter I have. And they're like, what's the filter? So I began sharing it and I call them the five feminine success principles. But to me, they're not just success in business, they're success in life. Yeah. And every decision, like even being on the show, right. is does it align? Does it feel good? Is it what my audience would expect and trust from me? Mm -hmm. Because that's important to me. And when you have those beautiful filters, all the outside noise stops. And I have to say, when I dove deep into them about four and a half years ago, my business went through the roof. Yeah. Now, is it an accident? No. I believe that every one of us have core principles that drive us, right? Everyone's different. But a lot of the women I work with have found that it helps them stay true to themselves and quiet the outer chatter. To me, that's intentional living, right? Not getting not getting thrown all around and feeling like you're in a, a whirlwind. And I want to speak to that for a moment for those who say, well, she seems so calm and joyful and peaceful. <laughs> you know, it was not always that way. I had severe anxiety. Oh, wow. 37 years of my life and I'm 57. Wow. 37 years of my life, that. severe anxiety, um, depression, all of it. Well, look at my background. So, uh, run away when you have all those kind of things you usually struggle and finally I just woke up one day and said what do I have to lose to try something different and every day I chose something different it began of course with monitoring my thoughts monitoring my own energy going well does this feel good because I believe this is my own personal journey that anxiety and depression and fear comes from being in our head and because we've become disconnected from our heart right. so I had to learn a whole new script. I had to learn a whole new way of navigating with my own navigation system. And it was, and has been life changing. It never ends. Come on with students of life. I tell everyone in my, at the university, I said, listen, every expert here, we're just like you. That's why they're here on the student campus as well as on the faculty, because we're all students of life. It never ends. 
No one's above someone else. We are all equals here because this is a journey in the human existence, but you don't have to walk it alone. I just got this amazing image when you were talking that I have to share with you because it just was like a bolt of lightning and it kind of looked like a bolt of lightning. So it was like when you were talking about being in your heart, being in your head and then living intentionally and living with your heart. And I saw this like bolt of lightning come from above the divine, go into your head, down into your heart, and then out through your heart, out into the world. The reason I'm trying, I'm I'm giggling is, so you're very intuitive for one, as I'm sure you know. But I just held the two hour welcome ceremony for the students. And I said, they said, and then another one for the faculty alone. And something I share all the time is we get so attached to results in this world. We judge our worth by results. For the last five years, I've birthed my businesses in every project, which I call sacred containers. And what I shared with them was this. I have one role, and this is me personally, right? I have one role. Um, I receive through the top. So I just said this. I said, I receive through the top. It comes into my heart. That's my intention. That's everything I feel. That's my love. That's where creation comes, right? So I receive the vision, project, whatever it may be. It fuels through my heart center. That's where my intention, etc. And then it goes out the birth canal into the world. So wow. my one role is receive, create, birth. The results are not mine. Right. The results are the divines in the, the sacred community I birth. So all the women said, we felt that. That's why we joined. We felt like, I says, well, actually, all of you are midwives. You caught her. I birthed her out into the world. We'll use Inspire Living University as an example. You felt the love and intention. You held your hands open to receive that. It's like you are the midwife for this project or any, anything we're talking about, right? So the visual that you shared is one I always use. I said it comes through the top. So good intuitive hit. I didn't quite get the birth canal part, but I got that it was coming back out straight into the world. And there was Think of it all your chakras, right? Right. So it's how I process because then I can stay, I don't want to say disassociated from the results, the real life results. When you come from a place of service and love, the divine takes care of the rest. That's what I've come to learn because I was a pusher, a striver, 16 hours a day, gave myself a mini stroke at 40, lived on four iced coffees. Oh yeah, lived on four iced coffees a day. So I know pushing, striving, chasing. I lived it. My first business was in 92 when I got off welfare and I needed outside alkalides to feel good. Mm-hmm. And I got them. I won Entrepreneur of the Year for the state of Massachusetts. NBC flew me out to do a national talk show about my life story back in valentine's 2000 but at that time i was like why is this happening i don't want all this um attention i see now people have been inspired by my story before i even understood my story Mm -hmm. right because i think everyone loves an underdog story especially someone any of us who have come on i think we're we all have our stories that we have overcome something but I used to question, like, why is this attention on me? Mm-hmm. And I see now, I think it was to prepare me for the work I was going to be doing now. Right. Right. And then I could also understand why others wouldn't want attention on them in their business. So a lot of my core work with my private clients is about sacred visibility, how to heal the wounds that keep you playing small. So it, all, it was all very organic. Um, I, have, I also 
I have a media platform. So a lot of my private clients come to me for media exposure for a year across all my brands. But about 18 months ago, no, actually, it's going to be two years. My birthday's at the end of October. Oh. I did my birthday ritual on the beach in Cape Cod, like I've done for 25 years. No matter the weather, even sometimes I've been there at the end of October, it's beautiful and sunny. Other days I'm wrapped in blankets. And I spend the first part of the ritual giving gratitude for the year I just had, including the blessings and the lessons. And then I intentionally set, not goals, but energetic intentions of what I want for the next year. Well, as I was going through the lessons and blessings section in the first part, you hear your truth. And sometimes you don't want to. And I heard, when are you going to be done hiding? Oh. Now, now, come on to everybody else. I said exactly what everyone in my audience felt. I looked up and said, me? Hiding? How can you say that? You know, I own a spire mag, this, this, this. And I said, yeah, but you're getting too comfortable behind the computer. Wow. And all of a sudden, I was, I, I, I got a little triggered and I'm like, what are you talking about? And wow. then my heart knew the truth. My soul knew the truth. And so I publicly announced my birthday epiphany on Facebook. So I wouldn't back down because it's so easy the next day to go, just let's just forget that ever happened. Right. And here I am working with women for six years about visibility. Yeah. So I post it. And within a couple of weeks, um, Home Times Magazine reaches out, says, we want, we saw you talking about sacred visibility. We want you on the cover of the bag. Talk about visibility trigger right hiding every damn trigger that could be possible and i have i've been had a radio show i've done over 400 video conversations and interviews it but this is different it was linda stepping out it wasn't linda holding space for someone else to step out right and so every trigger that i work with my clients on i got triggered right. so i'm not one to hide i want to heal this stuff and so I announced Sacred Visibility, did my first live event and filled it. And it was beautiful. And it was called Sacred Visibility because I said, okay, if this is what I'm here to teach, I need to walk the talk. And I, I healed so many wounds. And that is when, that was November. December, I heard the download that after seven years of Inspired Living University having a webpage up saying coming soon, seven years, my friends. Wow. I heard now's the time. Wow. So I know I couldn't have been emotionally, spiritually ready if I hadn't worked through my own triggers, right? So right. I don't know. I just, I just love this path called life because there, it's always guiding us to our highest and best, but we have to be willing to kind of view it from that lens, but also be willing to say, okay, you're bringing something to my attention. And so now I have even more compassion and empathy for the visibility clients that I work with because when they say, Linda, I'm so afraid to do my first Facebook live or to be on the cover of Aspire magazine. Right. I get it. Right. So, so that's part of, you know, this whole journey of what I do. I have multiple layers, but I think it, it all comes to the same thing. It's like healing women's stories 
whether I'm providing the content from others to help them do that or if I'm working with them privately. There's, I only have one message and one mission, even though I have multiple brands. And I think that's what everyone feels. They're like, you've been the same consistent message for 10 years. I said, because mm -hmm. it's the essence of who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm never trying to birth something because it's the next hottest thing or everybody else is doing it. It's like, what feels good to me, right? right? So when you ask about intentional business, I, I kind of gave you an overview of what it means to me, but, but most importantly, how it came, because it isn't just a decision. I think it's more like a journey. I wish right. we could all just make the decision. It's you got to go Inside. deep. You got to go in yep. and face some muck. Right. Not look outside for your business plan. Look inside for yeah. God's business plan for you. Well, here's the funny part. I was a part of a very high-end mastermind for three years, about about three years ago. And I was, um, it was 70 of us in a room. And um, the mentor said, all right, everyone, you know, pull out your business plans, meaning your paper business plans for, you know, map out your first year. So I raised my hand and, <laughs> and, and they, I said, I don't have a business plan. I have nothing in right. And they said, you've been in business since 2009. Well, actually way long with the mag 2006. And I said, yeah. And they said, and you've grown your business and doubled, especially in the last few years. I said, yes. And they said, you have nothing in writing, no strategy, no map. I said, no. And I said, can I still do this exercise or should I step out? Right. And they're like, we don't even know how you've done it. I wow. said, trust, faith, and my own gut. And don't get me wrong. I love turning to mentors and all that. We all should. But decisions come through me. Right. I take it in and decipher it through those filters that I talked about. But yeah, even my accountant will say like, no plan, no nothing. I said, no, it's worked for me. I'm not messing with a good thing. Now, please know I am not telling everyone else to do that because I don't want to get phone calls going, I ripped up my business plan. Right. <laughs> but that's what works for me. Right. right. And has been working for me for many years. So I'm just giggling at like how life has unfolded. Yeah, it's a beautiful unfolding. I called you a queen. You are the queen of knowing also, the queen of knowing yourself. A long time, Bridget. Um, wow. Like I said, I'm going to be 57. I would say probably started that journey 12, 14 years ago, even though I didn't know what it meant. But it's been maybe the last five or six complete trust. Like when all my private clients saw me birthing the university, so they, they're in my life. We have VIP days, they, you know and group calls so they could read my energy for the last since what january and the question number one question is how are you so freaking zen i go it's exactly <laughs> what i tell you is we are here just to listen create and birth just keep taking your next best step and not worrying about everything else not worrying about well i want abcd to happen well maybe divine has something even better than your ABCDE. And, and I have to say, I've learned that from experience too, from trying to control things all my life. Um, this is such a more peaceful existence. And I, and I share that from, as I said, I, I want people to know this was not always me. Um, the, some kind of healing took place. I did a lot of work, but if it's possible for me to go from the life I had, which you shared, to the life and who I am now, then anyone can change their life, their mindsets, their beliefs, their whatever aspect they're not feeling aligned with anymore. 
Um, I believe it's possible for all of us. I think that's how we're divinely wired. We just have to be willing to own our worth, own our value as individuals and commit to doing the work. And you just said in any part of life that they're, they're not, that they're feeling not aligned, which is such a great to go directly to your website because go to the top menu bar on her website and what website do you, because I was exploring. Yeah, we, I have many. So the one you're referring to is the Aspire Magazine blog and it's Aspire, A-S-P-I-R-E, mag.net. Okay. And claim your free subscription to Aspire Mag. It's subscribe to aspire.com because you not only get every gorgeous digital issue six times a year, but every week, the Inspired Living Easy, where we bring you free gifts, resources, articles. You know about inspirational events. You'll know when she's going to be on my show, I'm going to be on hers. And it's just like a love fest. And of course, inspiredlivinguniversity.com. Go swing by, see if it's for you. The doors will open again in November. But you're right. I wanted the Aspire blog to be like a respite. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of content, over 2,500 articles on there from everyone you can think of. Yeah. Um, and but if you're struggling and, with anything just go to that top menu bar and just pull down the area and then there's all these subtopics and you just beeline to what and you will you will fall into the hands of a loving soul that Linda has chosen to share their story or to share their wisdom and it's really really beautiful including Carol Woodliffe who has written for you and and Robin Spiesman and other people that I've had on the podcast that I'm just forgetting right this moment, but yeah. So Nathan Massey Shimoff, Marianne yeah. Williamson. Yeah. Um, so, and, and then also everyday wisdom warriors, women in my community, life coaches, health coaches, trans, I believe all women have wisdom to share. Right. So right. yeah, you'll find um, a beautiful blend. And I'm so happy to hear that you've been enjoying it too, Bridget. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do in the world and um, for being the queen of intentionality and the queen of inspiration, truly. Um, uh, and I, I've, I, I, I had some aha moments here myself, so I'm, I'm going to take those and move forward because I have been living on too many iced coffees myself and I have not. <laughs> and I have... The shiny squirrel thing is, is, is still a thing with me, even though I do um, a good deal of meditation and inner work. And, um, um, but I still have shiny squirrel syndrome. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure so many women can relate. And as I said, when I was building my first business in the 90s, I didn't have balance. Mm-hmm. right you know 14 16 nowadays four iced coffees medium iced coffees with you don't want to know how many sugars because i love i love sugar oh. Uh, oh yeah i was probably doing 28 sugars a day and then four iced coffees oh yeah and and i hope you don't get the cosmic two by four as i did the cosmic what cosmic two by four another oh, word, two by four yeah your body your spirits that's giving you signs that you're off your path right Right. But I was a slow learner. So, you know, I, I, I ignored the little flick from the divine, like, hey, uh, maybe you should slow down the coffee. Maybe you should stop working this many hours. Maybe you should stop volunteering for all these nonprofits. Da, da, da. And I was a single mom on top of it. Wow. And, da, 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 da. and I'd go, oh, yeah, get out. And then I'd get the little tap on the face, a little stronger nudge from the universe. Yes. And I ignored it. 
Yes. And then my catalyst was, um, God, I was 40, so 17 years ago. Um, a, a local reporter, when I had that, that business, shadowed me for a day. And I didn't know what they were going to write. And so it was for a magazine, a regional magazine. And when it came out, because you, you don't know what they're going to do. When it came out, <clears throat> I, I um, was in my store and my employees were there and all these women start coming in and they're like, oh my God, this is beautiful. And they opened it and the headline was, Superwoman's cape must have been hanging behind the door. <gasps> joy around as she did this and runs a nonprofit, works with DSS to help women in welfare, speaks at women's shelter, da, 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 da. I was exhausted reading their description of me. Wow. But everyone else was so touched by the article. So, you know, everybody's coming in and all I kept thinking is get to your office, Linda, get to your office. And I'm like, thank you, thank you. And I'd hug people and I got in my office, locked the door, went down to my knees and started sobbing so deep. Mm. Sobbing was, oh my God, I'll never be able to take off this cape now. <gasps> now that they know, right? And I felt so... um like I've created this persona and now I'll never be able to take it off. So there was a soul knowing of this isn't who you are, Linda. You can be in peace and not have to accomplish all this stuff to have value. Because see, it was my yeah. value that was driving my decisions, right? Well, right. no value. No value. Seeking I knew then yeah. that I needed to change. I didn't. I buried that truth. Got up, put the superwoman cape back on the next day. Kept the same pace. Six months later, had a mini stroke. <gasps> out of work um, for a while. Thank God, my team, my amazing employees ran the business. In that moment, I said, look at the business is running without you. The world didn't fall apart. Right. In that moment, I think that was probably my first touch of intentionality. Mm -hmm. I remember looking, I'm a visual person. I remember going, okay, am I going to keep this ball? Can I keep being on that nonprofit? And I'd look at it and go, does this add value to my life? at the same rate that it, if it takes away. So I looked mm -hmm. at every ball that was on my plate that we as women juggle. Right. And I, I would look at it and make a conscious decision whether to put it back in the basket or, or take it out. And that began my journey of healing. And I closed my store two years later, became a massage therapist, went deep down the spiritual path, and then started to aspire two years after that. But I tell all women, don't ignore the nudges. Don't ignore the tickles in your soul going, you know, my body's feeling a little bad or maybe your spirit is mm -hmm. because you, it's just part of law of attraction. Cosmic two by four is coming. I was a slow learner. I got many cosmic two by fours in my life and yeah. why I spread the messages that I do. I don't want it happening to another woman. Right. So, Bridget, is yeah. that message for you? Right. <laughs> well, definitely the, yeah, I keep, I keep getting the message. I have, I have a very divine, I have a lot of divine humans in my life and, and, one just sent me, I was uh, working really late last night and she's in Europe and she sent me a message saying, I think you need to go to sleep and get a very, very good rest. She just intuitively said that. And I was like, oh my God, I'm still working at really late at night. You know, there was just felt like I had to get that stuff done before I went to sleep. But yeah. Oh, we've all been there. We've all been there. Just yeah. keep listening because you're intuitive. You picked up on the 
lightning yes, bolt. Yes, the lightning bolt that drives this superhero of love, which is not needing. Driving and pushing, right? Superhero of love is an energy and a vibration and an essence, which I know that's what you created all this for. Yes. It's um, the truth, true essence of who we are, right? Yes, and living from our heart and empowered an empowered heart driving us, which is exactly what drives you. And I'm so glad your last name is Joy, because I love just saying Linda Joy. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's so funny. I had to grow into that name, too. All my life, I didn't like it. Really? Yeah, no. I wouldn't even use it. And then, um, yeah. Wow, like, that's... Going, oh, you like it now, huh? Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know what? It's, when, you, when you grow and do the inner work, it just became... Um, and I'll, and I'll give you the quick story. This was my, my birth middle name. Okay. And I went through a divorce and I never would use it. My mother would always, she's one of the old timers where you always use your middle initial and middle name on all legal documents. I'm like, I don't yeah. like it because the kids would run around with joy dishwashing liquid when I was young and tease. Right? <laughs> so many years later, many years, I went through a divorce and I was starting that massage school. And so I didn't have children with him, but I said, you know, I'm going to keep his name. It's so much easier. All my business, the store that I had for 10 years was in that, partially in that name. And then I'm going to massage school. I'm like, ah, it's easier just to keep his name. But then as I was healing and I was graduating, they said, what name would you like on your certificate? And I'm like, this is a new chapter. I'm not taking his name with me. So I yeah. hyphen my middle name and his name so that people get used to seeing Linda Joy. Uh, six months after I go to court and I said, I'd like to change my name. It was an old time, old timer judge, that's all I'll say, who had old beliefs. And he said, so you're going back to your father's name, correct? I said, no, I'm not. And he said, but you're giving up your husband's name. And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> he, said, then, he goes, then who are you going to be? <gasps> I said, I'm going to be me and I'm going to own me for the first time in my life. I said, I will just be Linda Joy, my birth, first and last name. And he said, he was like, you know, this is unheard of. Women always go back. And I said, not this woman, because I was reclaiming me. It was personal. Wow. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm saying I need to reclaim me from my childhood and from relationship mistakes I had made. And, and at first it was just that kind of decision. It was like a reclaiming. And it was over the last 15 years that I began to embody joy especially mm -hmm. the last 10 anyone that knows me like oh my god your name so matches and i giggle inside like oh my god it was so never that way <laughs> you see that you have the power to transform at any moment and my mom busts my chops all the time like you gave me so much whack about that name when you were young and right. she goes, it looks like she says god but i say divine she goes looks like the divine had a plan for you all along and i said, <laughs> I said yeah i guess i guess it did so so, yeah, and I really, truly feel my name. Like, mm -hmm. I feel joy in my heart. So um, doesn't mean I don't have bad days. Doesn't mean shit doesn't happen. It just means I can still choose joy even in the midst of it. It's a decision wow. moment by moment every day. And we've had a lot of drama and trauma and deaths in our family. I still choose joy in the midst. You just gave me an aha moment, which is my middle name is Star, S-T-A-R-R. And that, and I, and I rarely tell it. It's the first time I've ever said it on this podcast. I har hardly anybody knows it. And <clears throat> because I thought, oh, you know, I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to be a star. And all of a sudden, while you were talking and you were talking about rediscovering the word joy, 
I thought, what have you ever thought of the star in the sky? Like I've always thought of it as an ego. Do you know, I'm so glad you're saying this because when you said what, why you never used it, want to know when you said star, want to know the first thought was, oh man, she's a bright light here to light the way for others. Oh, that's so beautiful. That was my divine intuitive hit when you said the word and then you shared, because that's fear and ego and fear of judgment. Yes. Right? Yes. That gave you the first definition. So I would start journaling and writing going, no. Yeah. What are you doing in the world? Superhero of love. So I can see that you're reconnecting with the name and this is going to start something. And yeah. I can feel that you feel it too. Yeah. But the work you're doing. People that are just listening to the podcast, she's looking at me on the screen crying because it's just like, I have never, it's always been like, don't be too big. Don't be too, don't demand, you know, too much attention, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's the opposite. It's like you're, you're being asked to now claim your truth. You were given that name for a reason because the divine already knew you were here to be a bright light to illuminate the path for others. And that, and then superhero of love, the book, everything, your mission, what a divine alignment. And just sharing that real life story of your own um, shame. Shame, shame behind about it. it. Really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the story of it's what I work with with women is stop hiding your light to I fit know. into yeah. what the world yeah. you are meant to shine bright. We are not here to freaking hide our light because what happens, this is what I tell everyone. I, I see life as a spiral. And so there will always be women ahead of us. And I speak for the woman, right? So there's always women ahead of us holding lanterns, right? Doesn't mean that the person ahead of you is ahead of you. It just means they're a little further along the path. Right. So they're holding the lights and then we are holding our land for everyone coming up and it never ends. And when you look at the spiral, it's glowing. Oh, so when I heard the word star, and especially I love the spelling too, I, I went back to what I've been teaching the woman is if you freaking dull your light, Oh, and I feel truth. When you dull your light, you are blocking the path for every woman behind you who's wow. waiting, following your light. So I always say, if you can't start the healing journey for yourself, you need to start it for the others behind you. Because for those who have children and grandchildren, as I do, and even if you don't think of it, that's multi-generational coming up behind you. If you dull your light, the path is lost for so many. Who are you to not shine wow right so that's the visual i help my clients see because at first it's hard to do it for yourself it was for me i had to think of because i wasn't fully aligned and healed yet right of my self-worth but i always gave to others you know that story yes i have that too (laughs) yeah so i could easily keep my light shining if i knew it was helping another woman until i could find my own power and know and claim that Oh, no, I'm here to shine for me, too. This is my sacred path. This is what I was given. So for one, my friend, I don't think there's any actions for today's conversation for either one of us. Nope. Thank you so much. Thank you for that gift. And I'm sorry. I, and I was, was feeling like I shouldn't, I shouldn't um, share because you ended it on such a beautiful moment. No, I think it's. A this few minutes is so ago. Important. Well, I want to say yeah. something. This is so important because how many others see I love when stories like this, it's about vulnerability, authenticity, and you just were led to share it. Now here's what's happening right now. Someone is listening who knows they're dulling a part of their light, whether it's a name, something, and your truth, they're gonna go, she gets it, she gets me. I'm not the only one that feels that shame or that story, etc. So believe it or not, 
by you um, doing what you did in this moment, in this beautiful conversation. My God, you're giving so many other women a, a reason to heal. Thank so you. thank so you. Much. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm going to see a, a friend's daughter who's um, in rehab, who's been in and out of rehab. And I'm going to meet her for the first time in my life and to visit with her and take her to dinner tonight. And it occurred to me also when you were just talking, I had another aha moment that, that doing drugs is dimming our light. You know, that's a way that we unintentionally dim our light. We think that we're I don't do drugs, but one thinks that one is brightening one's light when one does drugs. And in fact, it's dimming their light. So maybe she and I can have a conversation about, you know, I can share my breakthrough today with her that might. Yeah. And here's something, another non-accident. I lost my daughter-in-law to drug use. So my grandson lost his mother three years ago when he was 16. And I loved her for 17 years and middle-class America would never even know. And she was never searching for the buzz. She was looking for something to dull the pain of the right. stuff she never healed, that she never wanted to look at. <clears throat> and I was always the one she called. And then I'm going to try rehab again. And I'm like, all right, baby, let's do this. You know, let's do it. Um, we always kept her in his life, even though she lost custody. And I come to realize in that relationship that they're dulling a the pain, right? But leave me, I no one chooses to freaking be an addict. No one right. says, you know, right. that's going to be a hell of a fun journey. Exactly. No. They chose something that is addictive to hide a pain that they have. Then it continually sucks their life energy, their light away. And then they make decisions that follow the darker path only because they've disconnected from their own light. And if you met her, she was the opposite of what you would expect an addict to look like. Middle-class America, um, middle-class America, gorgeous, fun, never had the addict look, and people would always be shocked and that she had been in rehab multiple times, lost custody of a son, and she said, I don't know what it is, Linda. She goes, but she said, I always have come to you because you remind me of what could be, like mm. the light, right? Because I didn't, I didn't live a pure path when I was young, but thankfully it never turned into an addiction. I've experimented with it all in my 20s. When someone who is disconnected from their light can connect with someone who is still in their light, who can meet them and not go down the rabbit hole. Cause I used to with her, like I would want to fix her so bad. You yeah. can't, you can't fix her. Yeah. So I would always keep my vibe up so she could rise up instead of me coming down to hers and feeling bad or all that, because then I can't be of service. Right. So I had to learn my own energy. So I didn't, go into caretaking yeah. and codependency. Okay. But she said, that's, that's so important. And she said to me, um, and I and her son were with her when she passed, um, when the decision had to be made. I believe her spirit was already gone, um, but she couldn't be saved. And I said to him, her light shines bright, baby. Ah. There's no more light. He, and he believes, he's 19. He loves Reiki. He sees the eagles come all the time, right around her anniversary, signs, certain songs come on. Um, and I said, she would never have left you by choice. Right, right. One. And second, she, the light is bright. That light we all saw in her, free. And now it's guiding your life. 
Right. So it's it just something I wanted to share. Protect your Thank energy you. and boundaries, but be a light for others without dimming yours. Right. At, you know, to give them it. Uh, so, yeah, you'll be a beacon. Um, and if you want to um, send me your address by private messenger on I'll send her one of the, I'll send you one of the anthologies. Okay. So you can give her because there's beautiful stories in one of well, many of the anthologies, but I think hearing from other women's stories, not all about addiction, but overcoming stuff. Right. I'd love to send her one. I'll, I'll just intuitively pick one. Oh, perfect. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy. I said that too. I always want to. No accidents. There's no, there's accidents. no Oh my God. Thank you. And thank you to the divine for telling me to say what I said, because truly, and before we started, and I often start the podcast before we start recording with an act and asking the divine to have us both say exactly what needs to be said for whatever reason. And there were, there were like that last story and the story about my middle name, those two things, I was hesitant, but it was like, no, say them. And I was just, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for entrusting me with it. Oh my God. Thank you for creating such a beautiful space. And seriously, this is, I think this might be my favorite interview. That was so beautiful. Thank you so, so much. For Thank all you for holding space. Your love. Okay. Have a most wonderful rest of your day on your beautiful cons. Oh, I will. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Linda Joy. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Superhero. That was Linda Joy. What a joy she was. Check her out again at aspiremag.net. And if you like this podcast, please go rate and review us, subscribe to us. It helps us bring more superheroes of love into the fold. Thanks for coming, Super. Have an awesome day.